I've written the cookbook that I wish I'd been able to use when I started not only cooking, but I also started cooking keto recipes. Hello and welcome to UK Low Carb, the podcast where we share individual stories to help build the low carb and keto community here in the UK and also around the whole world. I'm your host, Dan Grief, and I believe that change comes from grassroots movements for change and that we are the change we want to see in the world. Before I get into today's show, I just want to say a happy new year to all of you. I think 2020 is going to be an incredible year for all of us. I really feel like COVID will be behind us before you know it. Um, he says optimistically, but I hope it will be behind us before we know it and we can get on with life as maybe it used to be before COVID. Uh, this is the year I promise now that we'll get to meet, that we'll have meetups in the summer. And I think some good things are happening. I've got a feeling that this year, uh, keto and low carb is going to become even bigger. Um, and the reason I think that is because only this morning, I was made aware of a sugar-based brownie company, which is now trying to offer lower carb options. Now, a few years ago, that would have been unheard of. In fact, when I first started DGF, the, you know, keto and low carb was just one of those things that wasn't really known about by most people. And to now see a sugar-based company trying to get rid of sugar is incredible. So I think it's going to become bigger and uh, and that will bring its own challenges. But at the same time, it's going to be a really interesting uh, journey that we're going to come on in the next year. Now, today's show is sponsored by my business, Deliciously Guilt Free's Kickstart Keto Box. It contains Raspberry Bakewell, Blueberry Crumble, White Chocolate and Raspberry, and the Bistop Blondies. And if you use the code KICKSTART20, then you'll have 20% off your order this January. So there you go. Fantastic. Now, this is a review we received from Rosewood72 on Apple Podcasts, and uh, she very kindly left this uh, five-star review for us. She said, from a non-diabetic... I'm not diabetic and I don't need to lose weight, but I'm 49. And I want to live an active and long life. And I know low carb, high fat, high good fat is the way to achieve my goal and enjoy eating along the way. This podcast is inspiring, insightful and honest. I highly recommend to anyone who is looking to make the most out of life. Excellent guests and a wonderful host. Please listen. You won't regret it. Rosewood72. Oh, wow. Thank you so much, Rosewood. That is really lovely. And um, that's on Apple Podcasts that review if i think you can actually do it on spotify now as well if anyone out there hasn't left a review um either do it on spotify or apple podcasts or maybe you want to be really keen on doing both that'd be great but those reviews mean the world to me thank you and the more five stars we get the more we get the message out and the more that the algorithms pick it up and say oh you might be interested in this and it might drop into someone's ears who doesn't even know about low carb yet and then they might hear stories from people like Rosewood and me and others who come on the show and be inspired to change their life as well. I just want to say one thing that she said there, which I really like, is the fact that she said she's 49, she does not diabetic, she doesn't need to lose weight, but she's completely right to say this is about a healthy lifestyle. And especially as we go through our 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, you want to make sure that you're as healthy as you can be. And what I love hearing is people like Tia sharing her story before Christmas, when in actual fact she says that you know she's in her early 20s she doesn't have any metabolic health issues at all but she realizes this is the healthiest she can be for her whole life and i think that's the thing that's going to happen more people will come around to realizing this is how to be a healthy person for the rest of your life now that links beautifully to our guest today this is jonathan Jonathan and I had a chat just before Christmas uh, about, you know, his story, and I recorded an episode. So he came to us as a deliciously guilt-free customer, and then I sent him a little personalized video, which I tried to do to as many customers as I can, but it's not easy, and he just loved it. So he got in touch, and then he said, you know, just out of interest, if you're interested, I've got a cookbook I'm writing. Um, so I got in contact with him, told him I've got a podcast, I'd love to hear about his cookbook. What I didn't really appreciate at the time was how amazing his story is. So this time last year, he wasn't doing keto. He didn't know how to cook, but his wife Jane was. And he decided, okay, I will do the cooking for her, so I better learn how to cook. Now, when I say he didn't cook, he didn't cook anything. So he was completely new to the whole process of cooking, let alone the ketogenic diet. So there he was cooking keto food for her and eating it himself, uh, but still having carbs. And he thought, you know what? 
this isn't great, so I better really cut out the carbs and do the same thing as her. Now, within the space of a few months, and that's all it took, he's managed to eat way less than a year. He's managed to eat, uh, sorry, he's managed to lose six stone in body fat. He's learned how to cook, realized how a lot of the keto recipes out there weren't very helpful for new cooks like himself. So he wrote his own recipe book, which is going to be published very soon. And he's come on the show to tell us that story. Now, I was blown away by this. You know how... Most of us think we've got a book inside us and you think, well, I could write about that expert thing that I know a lot about. He's come from zero to 60, well, 100 miles an hour over a few months, publishing his own book, learning to cook, losing six stone. It's just, it's incredible. And the thing I like about this as well is that Jonathan, you know, could be your eye. He's a normal chap who's just making this change in his life. So it's an inspiration, like all my guests are an inspiration. I think you're going to find a lot in this podcast. It's really rich with lots of material. And he shares some of his lovely recipes as well. So I'll hand you over to Jonathan now. I just wish you all a very happy weekend. And in particular, a real happy weekend to Jonathan and his wife, Jane. Thank you for this podcast. And I wish you a very happy 2022. Okay, everyone, take care. Have a great weekend. And I'll speak to you very soon. Okay, so now I'm very excited to be joined by Jonathan Hewitt. And Jonathan has contacted me because he's a customer at Delicious Guilt Free. And then we got talking and he's had an amazing, uh, how many, like 10 months of, of journey or probably about a year and a half in total. And it's actually culminated in writing his own keto cookbook at the end of it, which I thought was pretty fascinating. So welcome, Jonathan, to UK Low Carb. Thank you very much. It's great to have you on. And um, before we get started, what is the name of your cookbook? Uh, so my cookbook, which hopefully will be out in a couple of weeks, is called The Easy Keto Cookbook. Fantastic. So uh, when you say out, I mean, you could get it online, I suppose. Will it be on Amazon and other big bookstores and that sort of thing? Um, I, I'd love other big bookstores, but I think to start off with, I will try and sell that one and only one copy on Amazon. Okay, fair enough. So there you go. So you will get to get it very, very soon. So... Yep. I want to hear about your story, but before we get into the last 18 months or so, in particular the story of what happened in 2021, can you just talk about your sort of go back in time a little bit here and talk about pre-keto and your relationship with food, and particularly growing up, what was food like for you in your household? So, so I guess I, food for me was probably a bit mixed. Um, I, I came from a household that um, wasn't the best in terms of the quality of food. There, there's no doubt about that. Uh, my, my my dearly departed mother, I'm sure, would have no problem with me saying she was not the best cook in the world. Um, and I think because of that, when food was good, it, it, it tended to be a race to get as much of it as you can. But also, I think, like a lot of people, I just went for the easy, convenient um, comfort food. Um, my love of carbs, I think, is legendary. Um, you tell me a meal... I will tell you how to make it into a sandwich. Um, and, and so <laughs> that, that's probably been you know, a large part of, of my, my sort of issue and, and downfall when it comes to food. Uh, and then as I, as I sort of got into late teens, university probably just kept that trend going. Um, takeaways that are nice and easy, um, falling in love with pizza in, in, in many formats. And really, that then just sustained going forwards. I, I met my my wife um, actually in my last year at school. We we went to university together, and my wife is the most amazing cook. She's one of these people who looks in an empty fridge and comes up with a three course meal. And actually, none of my problems in terms of eating are, are, are due to her. She she makes great meals, and it's the bits I would put by the side. You know, why do you have to have a sauce with that meal? Why do you have to have bread with that meal? Um, do you need as much of a portion size? It, it's been those sort of issues that I guess have been my challenge. But what I would say is I didn't have a problem with it, and I probably still don't. You know, I, I was happy at my size. I very fortunately didn't have any medical problems um, at, at my size. Um, but as we'll probably talk about later, it just got to the point where I thought, you know what, Let, let's give it a go. Let's see what I can do in terms of losing just a bit of weight. So in that case then, can I just ask about, for instance, um, you know, 
your weight, if you don't mind me asking that, when you were younger. So just to share about me personally, I found that I didn't really have any weight issues as a child. But then as teenage years came along, and then especially my early 20s, you know, my metabolic health, I now look back and I realize that I clearly have a problem with carbohydrate. Uh, and it just kind of gradually, well, not gradually, it kind of happened very quickly, really, you know, within a, about a year, I'd put on a lot of weight. And then I found that I've kind of, yeah, you know, I have gone up and down. However, it's been a little bit higher than I've wanted to for most of that time since. So uh, what about yourself? You know, did you find the metabolic um, sort of sensitivity to, to um, so insulin resistance was there for many days or, or was it was that something that came later? I, I think mainly later, but, but also there was a bit of a journey. Um, I think sort of early school, I, I, I was undoubtedly bigger than, than, than most of my peers. But by the time I was in sixth form, I, I was very active. Um, I, I played hockey for the school and, and for the county. I was county discus champion. You know, I, I wouldn't think twice about you know, running a couple of miles to get to um, the the sports field to play hockey in the evening and, and playing a game yeah. of, of hockey and then running back again. And I think I was active enough that that I didn't have any any problems with weight. And, and actually, I look back on myself then as, as, as being fat, but there are photos of me and I'm a stick insect. What then yeah, happened yeah. is I went to university. And from, from you know, being, I, I guess, you know, that sort of big fish in a small pond, you know, whereas I was, I was quite good at sport when I was at school, put me in university, and I was, you know, bottom of the run. So I, I didn't get into the hockey team, so I didn't play hockey. I, I didn't do athletics. I didn't do discus. And my my food intake didn't change. If anything, it probably went up because of the availability, and now you're fending for yourself, and my activity mm-hmm. level fell. So I probably put on the you know a, a big chunk of, of, of my weight in those, you know, one, two, three years at university. Since then, I've I've slowly increased weight, but on an up and down sort of trajectory. But it was definitely that point where that balance of my activity level and my food, you know, just completely threw out of balance. Yeah. Now, I, I also think there's a genetic component to that, isn't there? So, you know, I look at my mum, who's a really slim lady and doesn't have any weight issues and never has. Um, my dad is a fairly slim guy too, actually. But I do think if I look at the beef <clears> side of the family – they are more likely to be able to make fat easily, if I say it that way, than my mum's side of the family, who are all really, really slim people. Uh, is there any of that in your parents? Do you think, or in your, or you know, in your family? Yeah, I think definitely my mother's side of the family, um, you know, were were overweight. You know, did struggle with weight, um, and and both of my brothers, um, let let's say, are, are not the slimmest they could be. Just in case um, they listen to this. And and one of the one of the motivations for me in in starting the diet and indeed starting on keto is over probably let's say the past ten years one brother then the other brother um, was diagnosed as as having type two diabetes um, and right. had to go through um, diet maintenance etc um, and it was causing them other other problems. And, and there was part yeah. of me that said, well, I don't want those health problems. But to be honest, that wasn't the big part. The big part was I didn't want to end up being the biggest of the three of us. Uh, and, and so well, that's completely was, uh, fair enough. Like, that, that's completely understandable. That's, you know, that's very human. And that healthy it, sibling is, rivalry. Yeah, 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 exactly. And it is healthy, isn't it? Literally to be, you know, the slimmest. Um, but this is a thing I, I find that uh, I, I say this on the podcast quite often. You know, there there is clearly patterns there, aren't there? So there's a genetic element. There are some people, like I say, like me as well, we're just more able at making fat than other people. And yet the paradigm is so judgmental about you have made choices, which means that you are somehow more feckless or fickle than others. And I just find that so wrong. And and that's the thing I learned about keto is that when you work, when you just understand what works for you, suddenly it becomes easy. And you go, oh, that was it. You know, years and years I've been eating the Western diet, not realizing that it's almost like I'm allergic to it. My body gets sick with the Western diet. So clearly I can't eat what they say is good for me, which is, you know, I imagine like myself, like myself you're probably eating whole grains and, you know, granary bread and whatnot, thinking it was a healthy option for a long time. And then it's only years later you sort of look back and go, oh, my goodness, that was the problem all along. It wasn't the the, the rump steak or whatever, was it? It was that. Uh, absolutely. And I, um, I I have a cough. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm currently not eating carbs, so I don't have the cough at the moment, and that speaks a lot. But I have what my wife would call the Hewitt cough. And indeed, if ever she loses me when we're out wow. shopping, 
she just used to listen for the cough and, and my father had the same and um and, and it's it, it's just a cough it's quite frequent um and i can even talking and and it was it, it was due to sort of a a, a build up of, of 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 mucus in my throat which i had to clear and even in meetings at work if i spoke for too long i, I would need to cough to clear it so so i've been known by my cough for, for years and as you probably hear i'm not coughing now it, I thought it was dairy linked because there were times when yeah. I hadn't eaten dairy, I thought, and my cough had stopped. And it wasn't that. It was that those times when I'd stopped eating dairy, I'd also stopped eating carbs. So that is one of the the, the ways in which my body clearly does react to carbs. And, and as I say, so far, you haven't heard, heard me cough yet. I also think, as I say, I, I never felt I never felt ill. I never felt sluggish. I, I, I was fine with, with, with my weight before going on the diet. But it's interesting once you have stepped away from carbs and, and and once you know you're in ketosis how much energy i felt i had you know you're yeah not and i guess you become so used to having so little energy that that becomes the norm tom watson said that to me on the podcast he said you know suddenly it was like oh my goodness i've got all this energy i never realized that i was so i think he described it as being just sluggish and just draw, almost pulled to a standstill with this kind of lethargy and suddenly it just disappeared and he had all this energy and he thought it was just aging. That was something that happened when you hit your forties, your fifties, your sixties. And actually, oh my goodness, it's not the case at all. It was just, it was just that my body was getting pulled down by the food. As I say, uh, in one of the introductions to my book, what works for me will not necessarily work for you. Yeah. But, but in the, the research I've done in, in, in speaking with some people in listening to a lot of people, it is quite clear that, the relationship that we have with carbohydrates, both in terms of that mental relationship, and it, it is a comfort food, but also the way it reacts with our bodies. For some people, it's not a problem at all. And for other people, yeah. they will have some issues that if they take the carbohydrates out of their diet, either totally or, or you know, the majority of it out of their diet, they do seem to see something different happen. Yeah, but then on saying that, I'd also say that if you only use, and this is what I'm not saying you, I'm saying society, if society only uses the metric of weight gain or weight loss as a sign of health, that's actually also missing a lot of the problem, isn't it? Because we don't necessarily know if people are tofi. They might have, uh, you know, uh, visceral fats in their bodies, and they're not even aware of that problem. And of course, that is like a time bomb that could be waiting for them future, which is horrific to think. But you've also got coronary heart disease, uh, certain cancers are linked to excess sugar, um, you know, dementia and Alzheimer's has got links as well. So that's the thing I think is that we are as a society so obsessed with the aesthetic, with the view that someone looks a certain way. But actually, you could be carrying more weight and be a healthier person, not necessarily a healthy person, but a healthier person than somebody who's walking around with like a, you know, a time bomb heart attack waiting to happen the next day. And they don't know it. They just think that they are slim and that everything's fine. Yeah, it's all, it's all about perception. It's all about what the individual looks like. Yeah, yeah, and that's what they do. So, okay, then, so let's take this journey a little bit further then. So you came originally to low-carb and keto because you, of your wife, right? So can you tell us a bit, a bit about that? So uh, about three years ago, I, I took over the cooking duties um, for, for, for the first time in my life, um, the first time in my wife's you know, nearly 35 years together. Um, my wife was working, I, I, I sort of worked part-time, so I thought, well, I should cook, that only seems fair. And my wife uh, decided that she would go on to keto uh, wow. as a diet. So I, I valiantly, not having a clue what that meant, said, that's okay, we can do that, and, and got some keto cookbooks. And I would cook keto food for her um, and be quite... Um, focused and diligent in making sure that the food was low carb and followed the recipe. But I would then add carbs onto the side of it for, for, for my uh, for my portion, which probably is, is the worst place to be because yeah. you end up... So it's the extreme Western diet, isn't it? Like high fat and high carb, you know. Um... It, absolutely fantastic, trust me. <laughs> but not the best, not the best thing to do. Um, yeah. so, so that lasted probably for about nine months. Um, and then I just got to that point, as, as I mentioned, one of my brothers had a bit of a health scare. And I thought, well, what I'm serving, if I take the other bits off, that is a keto meal in itself. So I thought, okay, then let, let's focus on this. So Valentine's Day, February 14th this year, thought that's it. I'm going to completely go for uh, a keto diet. And, and, 
my wife was hugely supportive and she said, look, you're going to get headaches, you're going to get keto flu, this is going to happen, mood swings, that the works. And actually it wasn't too bad for me. But I think having the two of us working together, talking about what was working for us, what wasn't working for us, what food we liked, what food we didn't like, which in the early days with me cooking was the majority of the food, if I'm honest. And and just we 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 follow diets in different ways. Um, I weigh myself quite infrequently, maybe every fortnight, every three weeks. Um, and and um, I, I'm a, I tend to eat just one meal a day. My wife prefers maybe to have lunch and, and will weigh herself a little bit more often. So we do it in different ways, but there was that support infrastructure that was so important for us. Fantastic. It's now time for a quick keto cake break. It seems like a dream come true. Besma and I started low carb in 2015 when we were expecting our daughter. Besma had gestational diabetes and she wanted to manage her blood sugar without having to rely on medicine. We both started a low carb diet and couldn't believe how much healthier we both were. Fast forward to today and that's exactly why we run Deliciously Guilt Free. We want to help you to enjoy a piece of cake without compromising your macros or your health. So all of our cake is around two grams of net carbs and less than one gram of naturally occurring sugar, meaning you can enjoy something sweet while on keto or a low carb diet. And the taste? I'll let our customers answer that. It's that having a sweet treat that I can turn to with full transparency and honesty on the ingredients and the macros and everything that are included. Absolutely 100%. I love the products. Um, I think they're really tasty. Um, yeah, just all around a winner. It feels like a real treat. They never cease to amaze me. Every single time I try them, I'm like amazed all over again. <laughs> it feels, tastes like a proper cake. I absolutely love it. Deliciously guilt-free. Cut the carbs, not the taste. So yeah, those nine months, like you say, must have been quite intense if you're eating the high fat and high carb of the Western diet. That's why actually when you said on about pizza, of course, you know, that's the perfect combination, isn't it? Of carbohydrate and fat that makes your brain just get excited to eat it because you think, here we go, party time, you know. Yeah. Um so in that case, how good a cook were you when you were doing most of the cooking for your wife? So I have to start at the disastrous end of the spectrum. That's um, what I was hoping. <laughs> <laughs> there's, nothing, there's nothing more kind of boring than somebody who's just an expert coming on and being an expert and making us feel bad about ourselves. It's better to know that you're in the trenches with us and you've been there. <laughs> I, I, I struggled. I, I, I not only struggled with the basics of cooking, but sometimes I would struggle with cookbooks. So cookbooks would say, you know, do this or do that. And I wouldn't actually understand um, what they meant. So so my, my, my classic error early on was, was I was making some burgers. And it, it was from a, a, a Norwegian or Swedish keto cookbook that had been translated. And I now know with hindsight what it meant I should do was having mixed the, 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 the beef mince with all the herbs and spices I should have taken a very small amount and fried it off so it was no longer raw and tasted it to check that it was seasoned correctly. Yeah. But I'm going to blame the translation, but it might just have been me not being a very good cook. I fried all of the mince, <laughs> all of the mixture, <laughs> and, and, and tasted it. And, 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 and Dan, trust me, it tasted fantastic. Now but the next, step, it. <laughs> the next step in the recipe was make this into burgers. Well, if you ever try making burgers with cooked mince, I can tell you, it's not the most successful way to it's like make, make a jigsaw with cornflakes. I suppose you know. <laughs> so my, my wife came home. I was up to my elbows in mince. There was mince all over the kitchen. I was depressed. I was annoyed. So I, I was not a great cook at all. Um, and and that's that's partly why I started writing my cookbook and, and it's, I have to say I started writing the cookbook purely for me it was well, it wasn't gonna be a cookbook it was gonna be my recipe book a right. bit like I'm, I'm sure your grandma was the same my grandma used to have a recipe book and she used to write her recipes down and the thing was falling apart and I just thought yeah. if I when I've got recipes that, that I've worked on and I like let's write them down so I don't forget them because I'm, I'm, I'm not that natural cook but where I got to is I found either there are cookbooks that are aimed at people like me people who struggle cooking but none of them talk about keto or there are keto yeah, cookbooks but i haven't managed to find one that that starts with the real basics 
Um, I mean, and, yeah, like Delia Smith, for instance, she did a whole range about 20 years ago, didn't she? And I got it when I went to university. I was bought this this set, actually. And it was actually really useful because it was things like, OK, this is keto, but most of them weren't. But it's things like how to boil an egg, you know, and yeah. she was criticized for that. And I was like, this is kind of pre-internet days as well. And I was like, well, no, I'm 19. I need that, actually. Like, I don't know how to boil an egg. I, I don't know the basics. And, and you need to know it somewhere. Um, but I know what you mean. A lot of well, yeah, I've only seen keto cookbooks that kind of jump in the deep end. And I think even even basic things like measurements, you know, like if, if a lot of keto cookbooks are American, then not only do they focus on cups and spoons rather than grams or whatever else you use, whichever part of the world you're in, but also the way that they talk about fiber and you know, and the macronutrients is different the way that we do it in this country. And that's really confusing, isn't it? Yes, and 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 also just the recipe. So you know, cut cut the meat into cubes. Well, well, how big? Small cubes, yeah. tiny cubes, big cubes. Um, cook in a frying pan. Well, dry oil, butter. How yeah. hot a frying pan? You know, cook until done. Well, how do I know when it's done? Yeah, you know, I, I, I I'm a, I'm a child of of, of the late sixties and seventies. Vegetables are done when the waters turn green. You know, it's right. it's that. Yeah, how do you know? It, it's those basic techniques, and and that's what I've tried to pull together i hope that anyone whatever their cooking ability um who's trying to cook a keto diet would find this more accessible because it is that overlap it, it's for the the very amateur home starter cook and it's it, it follows a keto diet and i just couldn't find that type of book anywhere which is why when i was probably 20 recipes in i thought you know what maybe this is something i could continue with get to a decent size, a decent number of recipes and possibly go and publish. And so that, that's largely what I've done. Fantastic. So we're going to come on to the book in a moment. Before we do, can I find out about your keto journey as well? <coughs> Meals. Um, you're doing this in the evenings. Would you mind going through what you'd be eating in a day? You said normally one meal. So yeah, I suppose you are intermittent fasting. Did you do, for instance, like anything longer than 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 twenty four hour, you know, eating, or uh, did you go forty eight, etc.? And also, what were the meals you were making in the early days, and you know, what sort of things were you having then? So I, I tend to go for one meal a day. Um, it, it sort of works for my lifestyle, uh, and I don't necessarily feel hungry during the day. If I do have um, lunch, if I, if I do feel peckish. I'll maybe have um, some sliced meat um, or some cheese. Um, I quite often have um, pork scratchings um, in the house. So I'll just have something like that. It really is a snack. In in terms of you know, carb count, I'm probably not eating any carbs at all um, yeah. when I have um, a lunch, if I have a lunch. Yeah. In, in terms of, of the early days, uh, I mean, it's, it's very much, I guess, what we eat early days of keto i take it you mean yeah yeah early days of keto yeah yeah it it, it tends to be um uh almost meat and two veg you know it, right. it will tend to be um protein will tend to to, to be meat i i'm i'm not great with fish I'm, I'm allergic to shellfish so we tend not to eat eat a lot of fish in the house so it will tend to be meat of some description whether that's steak mince or, or whatever with you know one or two vegetables on the side so you know one of my go-tos is just steak um uh, a couple of big field mushrooms each slow cooked mm -hmm. in the oven um with a little bit of olive oil and butter on them just to soften them down surface some, <laughs> some asparagus this sounds like a perfect meal to me that is just absolute perfection a little bit of blue cheese sauce and you've got me you know that sounds just absolutely perfect uh, and that's the great thing, isn't it? So, you know, you were cooking for your wife with the carbs added, but you probably quickly realised, hang on a minute, the best bits of the meal are the bits I get to keep on keto. The bits you get rid of, not saying you don't like them, I mean, who doesn't like chips? But it's not the most amazing part of the meal, is it? No, it's not. And also, what I found was just for convenience sake, because you've spent all this time cooking a, a keto meal, the carbs I added on tended to be processed. So, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't make my own chips, they'd be oven chips, or they'd, it'd be onion rings, or it would be a slice of you know, bread that, that, that you've just bought so it's it's not the greatest stuff you're not missing out on the good stuff on the plate yeah. um and also it's probably you know far more processed than, yeah. than the other food on the plate so once you for me it was mental it, it, it was getting my mind around actually do you know what what's on the plate is great and if you if you think you're going to be hungry have the second steak you know yeah. find different ways or, or you know have a bit more steak doesn't even be a second one 
find ways to to bulk up in in ways that don't add too much to the carbs in ways that don't you know over index on, on on the fat but just bulk that up a bit and, and i missed carbs far less than i thought i would that's interesting that's really interesting i mean that's actually i'm really pleased for you because i think you know some of us do go through these phases of, of carb addiction and it doesn't necessarily sound like you've got an addiction although I'm, i wouldn't speak for you maybe you do but i find that people like me i think i do have a wheat addiction and i think i just crave it sometimes and that's why i've got to just go cold turkey and not have it and when i do that i'm fine but if i have it once then the next day or even like a few hours later i'm like okay where's the carbs where's the carbs? you know and it's just like yeah that can be a real problem for some of us and, and i don't think i'm addicted so after really an intensive six months and I tried to avoid carbs like like the plague, since then, I, I, I'm a bit more sanguine. So yeah. if, if for example, I'm out with friends and, and the, the, the restaurant they've chosen is just awful, rather, if I can, I'll always try and say to the waitress or the waiter, is there any way I can have this without breadcrumbs or can I have you know a salad instead of, of chips, whatever? I will try and stay on keto. But if the worst comes to the worst and I can't, I will just eat carbs. I would rather... Just eat carbs and go. You know, next day stop eating carbs. Than 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 you know, ruin that that lunch or that dinner for everyone. And I think it is for me. It, it was a point where I thought it's not about being on or off keto. There yeah. is a long term trend here, which is I'm not going to eat carbs. I'm I'm going to stay on a keto diet because that is that works for me. I've I've tried just a few times um, diets before, and and keto clearly works for me. And some days I will eat carbs because it's just, you know, if it, it fits into what's happening on that day. And it's not shooting up the, the flare of defeat and look, I'm eating carbs. It's it's nothing to get worried about. And the next day you're just straight back on again. Now, obviously, with keto, the challenge is that's probably knocked you out of ketosis. And it's probably three, four, five, whatever works for you days before you're back into ketosis, which, is, which isn't great. Um, but the flip side is you then, for me, I'm, I'm not punishing myself. This is this is not a sprint because you know. Let's be honest, I can't. Um, this is not a sprint. This this is a long term lifestyle. And if there are days when I eat carbs, then I eat carbs. I think that's a really mature approach to it. I think if that works for you. Fantastic. It I won't think, work for everyone. It won't work for everyone. No, and that's exactly what I was thinking. You know, it works for you, and that's great for me. I think I'm all or nothing, or nothing, and that's the problem. So that's just the way we are different. Um, and you know what? I think it's great if you're going to a restaurant where they can change your order i suppose that depends on the quality of the restaurant doesn't it because you know as we said before when we're talking if you're going to an establishment which is more like a chain where they are just you know heating up the food that's been made in a factory somewhere else there's no chance they can make something without the breadcrumbs because that's how it arrived to them in the in a van a, a week or two ago so you know that's that's the difference isn't it yeah absolutely and and we've got a local italian here we go to and the lady that runs it is, is fantastic and i explained to her what i was doing and we sort of go through the menu and she says, well, I could do this without flour and I could do that. Yeah, I could just do those vegetables this way. And and she's she's really helped. Although, to be honest, we don't go out that much. And it's not we don't go out because we're on keto. We don't go out because actually if you're eating the sort of food that we tend to cook, uh, and, and don't forget, I'm not a good cook, but I think we eat better than we would in a lot of restaurants now. Uh, yes, exactly. Okay, so there's several things that I could say. The first thing is um, we went to, where was it the other day? That was it. We're at the gym, David Lloyd Gyms, uh, as a family. And my wife, Bessemer, ordered the burger. And it's the first time I've seen the burger came, in this country, that is, the burger came with, like, pepper either side for the bun. And I was like, at last, they get it. It really annoys me when you basically go to a restaurant, you make the changes, which basically means that all those things are taken off your plate and there's no substitute. You're like, so hang on. So I've literally got, a, a, like, a piece of meat, a little bit of salad, and that's it? Where, where, where's the equivalent but low-carb? And I think that's where the change has to happen. But I think also you're right. When you start cooking, you realize the food you're eating isn't just healthier, it's tastier, and it's much more of a treat than actually the stuff in restaurants. You go, I've had steak in restaurants so many times now and said, that's all right, but I prefer the way I cook ribeye personally. You know, And it's like th those things just really annoy me because you're like paying 20 quid for a steak that you would have paid five, six quid for in a, sh in a shop and cooked it yourself. So I, I must admit, I, I'm glad we've got this kindred spirit thing here, Jonathan. I'm not just a Scrooge Bessemer. Uh, I'm no. just saying I can do better. <laughs> and 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 uh, we were out recently, and and, and we we ordered steak, and and you know very nicely. My wife turned to me and said, "Not a patch on what we have at home." Yeah, yeah. Um, but we enjoy and 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 we enjoy working out. So how do you take 
what you'd normally eat and make it keto. So we love fajitas. Who doesn't? Um, and if you think of it, the 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 actual meat, the the spicy meat with peppers and onions. As long as you you're careful on the peppers and the onions, that's absolutely doable. Um, yeah. But you can't have the wrap. But you can have lettuce leaves. Yeah. Um, you you can again. You need you need to wear to be careful. You, you can make guacamole. Um, and, and quite often when we're running tight on the amount of carbs we've got left in a meal, rather than add the tomato in to make a guacamole, just mush up the avocado, make make like an avocado crush. Yeah. And then you can add cheese. So before you know it, no, you don't have the tortilla wrap. You've got lettuce leaves or romaine lettuce. But actually, if you think of it, if you break down what you were tasting when you had it with the tortilla wrap, there's no taste in the tortilla wrap. There's a bit of texture. Yep. But actually, yeah. what you're eating is all the bit that goes in it. Um, yeah. I, I I wanted corned beef hash. I just I I, I craved corned beef hash. And 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 actually, Jane, my wife, worked it out. Just using a little bit of turnip cut into really small cubes instead of potato, in with corned beef, you know, fried off in a pan, a little bit of cheese on it under the grill, fried egg on top, fantastic. And it's really low carb. It's just thinking through. So. How do I get rid of the bits that would normally add all the carbs to this this dish? I love that. That's really great. So, so there you are. You're cooking your meals for your wife, and she's a busy woman. I know you said she's a teacher and a management role, so she's got a lot on her plate, as in her lifestyle plate, I mean. And then she comes home to be served a beautiful plate by herself. So from February 2021 to where we are now, um, do you mind me asking what the results have been? What's your transformation so far? So I've lost just under six stone fantastic that's amazing i wish i had a i wish i had a sound effect button to press like an audience <laughs> cheering there because you deserve a massive cheer that is brilliant that's incredible and, and how's that it changed your life how's that six stone made a difference to you well to, to put it in context one of the ways it, it, it's changed my life is so i'm, I'm back into clothes i've grown out of um right. and my wife and i went down to, to london we, we 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 for her birthday i bought her uh, tickets to a uh, pop concert down in london and I had to search out trousers that, that fitted because if not, my concern was when I took my belt off walking through security at the airport, my trousers <laughs> would fall down. Um, That's and, a good problem to have, but it's not a good headline in the paper when you get arrested. <laughs> it, it proves the point, though. Um, yeah. I, I, I feel more sprightly. I, I get up the flight stairs without feeling out of breath. As you can tell, my cough has gone. Um I, I don't fall asleep on the sofa in in the evening. Yeah, I I, I just feel that there's there's more energy. Um, I, I I don't groan getting out of chairs. Well, I do if they're still very low because I'm very tall. But it, it's just little five percent improvements probably in everything that we do. Um, yeah. I when I when I stepped away from full time work, my wife insisted that we got a dog, so that there was a reason to get up, to get out, to be active. And yeah. and whereas I used to take her on the beach and think, well, oh, I wonder, yeah, have have I walked her enough? Now, you know, as a minimum, we'll try and work walk two kilometres. Fantastic. Um, so, so I, and I don't get back to the car out of breath. I don't get back to the car sweating. You know, yeah, it has made huge um, differences. I, I never had a target in mind. My target in mind was let's lose a bit of weight. Um, I probably want to lose a little bit more, um, not not too much more. I haven't yet gone out to refresh my wardrobe because uh, i want to see where i end up i don't want to you know buy a whole new wardrobe now and then find i lose a bit more weight um so it's really just been a let's see where this goes for me i love that um, and that's the thing it's about journey isn't it we talked about this before you know i i think it's an overused expression but in the in these stories it's completely relevant because you know a, a diet in my opinion seems to be one where there's an end point so you know the end point is to get the beach bod, to get the, the wedding dress on, the wedding suit on. In fact, Tom Watson, again, to mention him again, mentioned this in his book. He said, you know, he went on the cabbage soup diet to get in his wedding suit. Then he went on his honeymoon and just went all out for food again because it was like, well, you know, I've achieved my target, so now I can do what I was doing before. But it was, what you're saying is that it's not about where you're getting to. It's actually just this works for me as a day-in, day-out option, which makes me healthier and happier that's what I'm going to do. And wherever it takes me, it takes me. I think that's a really good way of looking at it. And I think it's easy to do that because Jane and myself are doing it together. And, and yeah. you know, I, I, I won't go into to her numbers because they're private her. But, oh, but she's, yeah, she's not she's the guest and they wouldn't lost, be appropriate, yeah. No, but, but she's lost 
you know, a, a lot of weight as well. We joke that between us, we've lost a small person. That's amazing. Um, but I think when there's there's two of you working in partnership together, it makes that easy, that, that sort of journey approach easy. You don't need a fixed destination because I think if you're doing it on your own, you need that destination to prove success. Yeah. I've lost two stone, I've lost three stone, whatever that destination is for you. And if that's yeah. what you want to do, that's what you need to do. Whereas for the two of us, it, it's almost self-perpetuating. And I, yeah. and I think having, you know, being able to work together and focus on what we're doing together, A, it gives us that support, but also it hasn't become the be-all and the end-all of our lives. And I think that's important as well. Yes, I think you're right. I think, um, you know what, you, you can get so some sort of, you know, obsessed people in anything, can't you, I think? And, that, and the worry about that is... Does the obsession become, you know, is it based on novelty and the novelty eventually will wear off? And then that means the next thing comes on that you're then obsessed with. And I think it's actually better to have a much more just balanced approach to just ticking along and just getting on with it. You know, yeah. this this can't be, in fact, it can't even be something you even think about doing. It has to just be your life, almost like, you know, you don't go around talking to people about how many times you go to the toilet or you'll sleep that night. It just happens because that's what you do. And I think this has to be the same. It has to fit into the pattern of your life, become completely normal, so you don't even think you're doing it. That's 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 a healthy space to be in, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um and and we, we do plan meals ahead, and, and, and yeah, we're, we're careful in what we do, but it's not the be all and end all of, of of our lives together. Yeah, love that. So I think it'd be remiss to not now talk about the book because I really want to get into this recipe book that you wrote for yourself. Um, that now, and this is what I love. You know, if this time last year I said to you you'd be an author of a of a recipe book, it, let alone if it's keto or not, you probably would have said you're mad. What are you talking about? And yet here you are in the book. And, and by the way, this is uh, more common than I realized because I'm talking to um, a group who is called Real Food Your Way. And one of the participants, nothing to do with food before then, just getting along with life. And he's now written his own book as well about his own experiences. And this is what worked for me. And you might want to try it just as a guide for his family and friends initially. But now anyone in the world can buy that. And I find that really exciting that this is happening. So, right, let's go into it then. So you put together your 20 first recipes and realize, hang on a minute, we've got a book here. So let's go through the rest of the story. And then we can actually, and those people who will be watching this, we can actually see what the pages look like a little bit. And we can describe what the book's like and how it's laid out. Um, so, so, so you've started that the first 20 recipes were just for me. Um, and, and, and then I thought th this could actually be a book. <laughs> and I think by then, you know, people had commented to, to me and my wife that, that they'd seen us losing weight. And, and you say, you know, I'm following this diet. They say, oh, what recipes do you follow? So it just felt like, you know, may maybe it's something we could take further. And with a background in marketing, I viewed it as a project. So I came up with the layout that I wanted the book to look like i wanted it to be a recipe book i didn't want it to be a diet book because i'm not qualified there are a few introductions and i talk about what works for me but i'm not a dietitian so it is just a recipe book and then we just started coming up with with new recipes if they're good they make it in the book if they're not good they either don't make it in the book or we need to amend them before they they get into the book about 25 recipes in, into the journey, we thought maybe we should start taking photos. <laughs> At that point, we, we, we started taking photos, which does mean for the past couple of months, we haven't necessarily been eating what we've wanted to eat. We've, we've eaten the things I need a photo of so that I could finish the book. Because again, back to as an amateur cook, I need to know what a dish looks like because then I know what I'm aiming for. Yeah, yeah. I, totally I know agree. the difference between cooked and burnt if I can see... Uh, a, a photo yep. of it so we, we we kept developing different um main dishes um and then also started looking at what i call starters sides snacks and sauces right. so just little quick um dishes from a a really you know thickly filled sandwich um that, that you could just grab on on the run if you just want to lunch through to um uh, a, a sort of trifle or a, a Snickers mousse, just, just different sort of um, sides and, and, and starters that go along um, with the with the main dishes. Sounds and fantastic. then trying to think through, again, people like me and where I first started. So what I've tried to do with each recipe is say, so here's a main dish. So it, it, it might be the fajitas. 
Um, it, it will tell you what you can serve it with. So some ideas if you're following keto as to, to if you want to serve that with something on the side and also gives you ideas on how to serve it if you're living with someone who's not on keto. Right. So how you would take that to someone who, who who's eating carbs because I can appreciate that if, if one of you is following keto down, one of you isn't, the pressure is always going to be on the person that is following keto. So if yeah. you can package that food in a way where both of you can eat it, but in slightly different ways, that might be useful. Good so idea. Now, I love that sort of concept. That's brilliant. Yeah. Well, as I say, we, we've tried to write it for us. So all the recipes are, are worked on the basis of the ingredients are for two. Right. Um, okay. And, and you know, if, if you're on your own, half the ingredients, if there's four of you, double it. But it's, yeah. it's, a, it, it's written for, for a couple. Um, yeah. And we're at... We've, I've just um, had the first proof um, uh, printed. So so first proof should be back with me tomorrow. So literally we're, we're weeks away for, from it being ready to be published. And we're at 51 main dishes, um, somewhere north of, of 30 side starters and sauces. Um, some of the sauces that, that are in that section then get used in, the, in other dishes. So you just don't repeat the same, same right. recipe time and time again. Um, yeah. And whilst I'm not a fish eater, um, Jane spent some time uh, creating some some fish dishes. So that for right. people that do like fish, um, one of her favourites is just prawns uh, in a in a uh, desiccated coconut um, uh, coating, uh, quickly deep fried, um, and and served with with aioli, for example. So there, Ooh, there's some fish wow, dishes in there as well. Good. Yeah, definitely. And then also what I've done for every for every recipe. Um, is calculated the the net carbs for that dish. Now, me personally, I try and stay below around twenty carbs a day. I, I tend just to have one meal, um, but I don't have twenty carbs in one meal. That that tends not to work with me in my own experience. So so I, I aim for no more than about twelve or thirteen grams of carbs in in, in a meal. So most of these dishes will will in fact all of them I think are less than. 13 grams of, of carbs um, for serving. Um, so, so that's um, sort of how they're, they're constructed, and, and each dish will tell you how many carbs there are in, in, in it. And what I've also done in the list of ingredients is I put a little icon of, of a, a, a head of, of wheat icon by those ingredients in the recipe which are delivering most of the carbs. Right. So if you if you don't want to measure everything, or if you find you're just struggling and you want to dial the carbs back a bit, it shows you the two or three ingredients in maybe the list of eight, which are delivering most of the carbs into that recipe. So it just that's enables you yeah, to be a bit, bit more in control. And also, I'd say this, you know what, sometimes you might say desiccated coconut, but actually not all desiccated coconuts are the same. And I know that from only a baker myself. That you know, you get from one company where suddenly the carb count is way higher than another company, and that's because I've said it before on the show they defatten sometimes the coconut, yeah. Uh, which actually is you can actually see the quality difference is quite incredible. Like, you know, this real wholesome coconut compared to this dry, really just fibrous stuff that you, you wouldn't feed an animal. Um, but they sell it for the same price, and if you don't realize, you might be having a lot higher carb count just by the fact that you're putting in. A slightly suboptimal ingredient compared to what you could find in the marketplace. So I guess being aware of that is really important, isn't it? And, and we've got a section on keto hacks, and, and there's just a few ideas in there. And, and one of those is to shop around. So so shop yeah. around for ingredients. So almond flour, which I use in in a number of recipes, the the carbs can can vary massively between oh, yeah. different providers, and it can be the difference between you being able to use it or not. So um, peanut butter is another one. Um, I, I think when, when we spoke last time, I, I mentioned mustard. I mean, how, how can you have a steak without mustard? Um, but, but Dijon mustard, which still gives you the heat, it's not English mustard, um, but it's half the carbs. I so, find it more tasty anyway, personally. I find, you know, I find it lovely, Dijon mustard. I, I find that incredible. And you told me the carb count was so different. I didn't realise. And so just, just being mindful, and again, for us, what we've done is we, we try and look at things once and then move on. So we, we now just use Dijon mustard rather than getting fixated and looking at every ingredient. Once you've worked out what works for you, stick yeah. with that. But there are lots of ways. And, and, and that's where you, know, I, I, you, you and I met in terms of it's nice to have a couple of treats around the house. It's, it's nice to have 
um, things that you can have without necessarily having to go to all the work of, of, of making them and yeah. being able to have in the fridge, you know, a few cakes um, where you can have just, just one in the morning or in the evening with a cup of tea or a cup of coffee. You know, that, that really made the difference for me. And it is just hunting out where you can find either the ingredients or the finished product to keep you on the journey. I'm really glad that uh, DGF is a good option for you. I think it does vary from person to person. Some people might, a bit like me with carbs and wheat in particular, some people have an issue with sweet things and they have to give them up completely, which is understandable. You know, that's why there is no one size fits all. But it is there for somebody like yourself in that situation. You know, you want something sweet. You don't want the hassle of cooking because that's the interesting thing. I think you've highlighted this really well. When you start keto, little do people realize, oh, I have to learn a lot of cookery skills. You know, they might think, I'll do a low calorie diet and you'll find the whole world is geared up with processed food, which is low calorie for you to make it very easy. But actually, if you look at keto snacks and things, a lot of them out there actually are quite high in carbs still, I'd say. And actually, that's why you need to start doing your own cooking. And if you haven't got time for baking, that's where we are. We're basically at home bakers who have now done this as a living, you know, and that's the that's the thing. It's the same quality you do for yourself, I hope, that you, you know, if your, your standards are that the same as ours, I hope it is. That you would then be able to do yourself, which means you can just buy from us and save the hassle. Exactly. Now, I've in in the recipe book, I've got um, I think they're walnut muffins, um, and and of course I'm going to say this: they're lovely, aren't they? And and they really are. But I'm sure they are. Yeah. If I want them tomorrow, it it, it is a it's a chunk of work to make them, and and we all lead busy lives. It's the sort of thing you might make on a Friday on a Friday night or a Saturday, and you have for the weekend. Whereas being able to buy things that that are low net carbs where you can trust it makes all the difference because we don't all have time to be cooking yeah. you know walnut muffins all day and, and also just picking up on what you say about the, the keto label I, I'm, I'm not sure it's it's a bit like low sugar sugar free all, all these things I, I was amazed that decaffeinated coffee still has a an element of caffeine in oh, there really? is no yeah. definition i think of what keto means so when you look at some of these um keto food boxes you know will deliver it to you and, and you can cook and it's all going to be keto when you look at how many grams of carbs there are in in some of these meals it, it wouldn't work for me it wouldn't hit my less than 12 or 13 grams a meal when you look at some of the keto snacks again if 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 it's seven grams of carbs in a keto snack well, I only have 20 grams of carbs a day. That doesn't mean much else. So there doesn't seem to be that industry market standard that when it says keto on the label, it means this or that. So you do need to look and take stock and just in the back of your mind, have a view of how many grams of carbs you're, you're looking to take in a day and think, well, is that energy bar, that sort of mock chocolate bar, et cetera, you know, worth the amount of, of carbs? And, and 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 for me, that's why I like your products. A, that they're very um, public. It's, it's very easy to work out what the carbs are. I'll be honest, there are a few of the products you have, which I'd love to have. But for me, uh, where I am at the moment, that the carbs they have is just a bit too high. But mm -hmm. the majority of your products, it's, it's a square of cake and it's less than one gram of carbs or it's 1.2 grams of carbs. It fits into uh, what I'm trying to do at the moment really easily. Yeah, I totally agree. And that's the whole thing. Like, you just hit the nail on the head there about the difference in, uh, you know, what people are looking for. So, you know, we did start off with very low-carb stuff, which we've kept. And then we've just got a few other things, which I suppose, as you said, your cookbook's more liberal low-carb, I suppose, or moderate low-carb, because it is a bit of a spectrum and other people are looking for different things. And I think, you know, it gives you a bit more variation to be able to add your jams in there and, you know, different toppings and stuff. But... Hopefully there's something there for everyone. That's the idea. It's uh, it's a bit of a, a safe haven. And then, you know, maybe one day you might try other things and you can have a bit more flexibility with your carb counting. I think that's just a matter of, you know, what's right for you and your journey. I was going to say, it's, it's where you are in your journey at that point in time. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, over the past six months, there have been periods where I've, I've, I've really been focused. I've really been strict. You know, out of my, my, my cookbook, I've gone for all the very low carb dishes because i've just wanted you know maybe a fortnight where when i've got on the scales I, i've really seen an, an impact and there have been other times where i've just thought no that that's not as important now i'm doing well i'm gonna have some other things and and, and some yep. of those will have more carbs and it just fits into different stages yeah i completely agree so 
Do you want me to have a, a couple of recipes, Jonathan, that uh, you'd recommend to people here? And if it's possible to see the cookbook and I can describe to the listeners what we're looking at, that'd be fantastic. So, so let's let's couple of recipes um, uh, from, from the cookbook. So, one which which sounds um, uh, quite pathetic is kebabs. So uh, pathetic to me sounds perfect. Give me one second. Okay, we went to Dubai a few years ago. My wife, who's Iraqi, said, oh, we need to go and get some vitamin K in Dubai. And I thought, what does she mean, vitamin K? She said, oh, it's the most important thing you can have, vitamin kebab. We need it. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So, so for my kebabs, I, I take lamb, um, I take chicken, I, I, I create cubes, back to our conversation earlier, about one centimetre um, cubes. I put those in a bowl um, with some onion salt, some garlic powder, some Mediterranean or Moroccan herbs, a little bit of olive oil, a little yeah. bit of lemon juice. Stir it all up, cling film, yeah. in the fridge for a few hours. Just forget about it. Yeah, definitely. And, and then I just put those um, onto a baking tray um, yeah. and, and, and put them in the oven. Um, or I use a, a frying pan or a skillet. And, and just fry them on on each side, so you get all of that sort of Moroccan Mediterranean flavour. I'll serve that with maybe a side salad, just a little bit of of lettuce, onion, and tomato, and then I make an aioli, which is just simply mayonnaise, um, as as much garlic as you dare to have. Um, if you're going on a date, dial it back a bit. <laughs> um, if you're home on your own, absolutely fill your boots. A little bit of lemon juice. And that together for a, a good serving of that seven and a half grams of carbs. Fantastic. What so, else have you got then, Jonathan? So, so second recipe, and and th- this is a real go-to dish because a it's it's really quick and and it's really I think quite impressive for the amount of effort you put in, and it's ultra low in carb, and that is parma wrapped chicken. So Ooh. get a chicken breast, slit it sort of sideways, so so that you create a pocket. Um, get some cream cheese. Um, we tend to use Philadelphia, put the cream cheese inside um, the chicken breast, then get some, some Parma ham um, or prosciutto, whichever you prefer, lay out probably three sheets, put the chicken in the middle and then wrap the chicken in the Parma ham. So, so you've got a completely wrapped chicken. I then put that in um, tin foil and seal it. So two of those put it in the oven. Um, you cook it for about 25 minutes, probably take it out of the oven and then open the, the tin foil so that you've sort of got a bowl so that the juices stay in the tin foil. Ooh. Put it back into the oven for maybe five or seven minutes. And all that's going to do is just crisp up the, the parma ham a little. Serve that. Pick the chicken out of, of, of the tin foil with, with, with tongs or, or, or a big spoon, put it on a plate and then pour the juices because you get the juices from the chicken and also you'll get the juices from the cheese. Well, if you're like me and, and you're not very good at sealing the chicken, you get quite a lot of cheese in the bottom. I'm, I'm sure your, your people that listen to the podcast will have more success and find that all the cheese doesn't use out. But pour that over at the top of the chicken. And then I serve that just with some asparagus. And Lovely. either just, um, yeah, again, it's, it's one of these things I've learned. If you, if, you, if you bend the asparagus, it snaps at the point where the thin end you want to throw away because that's going to be a bit, bit tough and a bit woody. Either just boil the asparagus for three or four minutes, or just put the asparagus into a onto a hot frying pan, a little bit of olive oil, some salt, turn it over a few times again, three or four minutes. So wow. literally, the point to which you open the tin foil and put the chicken back into the oven, cook the asparagus. It will all be ready in time. That excluding the asparagus, that the chicken on its own is about three grams of carbs. The asparagus, if you have about a hundred grams of asparagus. Um, Because generally, when you get packs, they tend to be sort of 200 gram packs. That's another two grams. So you're looking at what I think is is a really good um, dinner dish for five grams of carbs. Fantastic. I love that. You know what? I think you can't really go wrong with meat, can you? Like meat's a very good option to have to get your protein up, your fat content right and your carbs down. I think it is always a good option to have that at the basis of most meals. It's when you move away from it, it's trickier, but not impossible, of course. You know, you can do eggs and other other things, and also, you know, vegetables, which are very low-carb as well, of course. But I think meat's such a good basis for most meals, isn't it? It is, but but I also have some some um, some vegetarian dishes. So 
from from a, a, a tomato mas- a mascarpone soup, um, which is oh, really yeah. quite nice. But but actually, back to the, the the fun for me, and actually, I think writing the recipe book has kept me focused on creating new dishes rather than just cooking Parmarac chicken chicken every night. And, yeah. and uh, a friend of mine used to run an Italian restaurant, and and his mum used to take tubes of pasta, I think manicone, I think they're called, or cannelloni, fill them with um, a mixture of, of ricotta and cook them in a tomato sauce. Absolutely fantastic. So I thought, well, I wonder how I can how I can make that. And so it, it's basically the same dish. It is parmesan and ricotta mixed together into like a sausage shape. And then I, I use a um, vegetable peeler to create really thin slices of courgette. So I use three of those to create a sheet of courgette, put this sausage of cheese in the middle and roll it up. So I end up with like a stuffed pasta tube, but it's not pasta, it's courgette. And then I put that in a small dish, just a little bit of of chopped in tomatoes. The chopped in tomatoes will be one of those ingredients that got the icon beside it because that's where all the carbs come from. Put a little bit of mozzarella over the sauce, put it in the oven, um, for 30 minutes, absolutely wonderful vegetarian dish. There you go. Fantastic. You've got a story for vegetarians, something for the meat eaters like myself out there. What about dessert? What are we going to have for dessert here, do you think, Jonathan? So a um, couple of desserts that, 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 that uh, I mean, there's a few desserts in the book. Um, uh, one, one which is, is so childish, I'm almost embarrassed. Um, sugar-free jelly. Make the bowl. Make make a bowl full of sugar-free jelly. Um, put half of it into into the bottom of whatever you're going to serve it in. We tend to use sort of big wine glasses. Yeah. Pour half of it into two wine glasses. Put those in the fridge so they can start set to set. And then, but leave leave the jelly out. Um, don't. So you've now got half of it still in 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 the jar, and and let it start to cool. But you you, you want it to to cool and set slightly slower than the jelly in the fridge. Right. When it starts to, to thicken, so it's it's almost set, but it's not hard. So you can easily pull a pull a spoon through it. Put in about a hundred milliliters of double cream, and then using a hand whisk, whisk it up, and it almost becomes. So I, I use raspberry jelly. It becomes like a raspberry fool or a raspberry mousse. Ooh, that sounds nice. And then put that on top of the the jelly. Put that on top of the jelly you put in the glasses in the fridge. Leave it in the fridge for another hour, hour and a half to set. So you end up with something that that looks a bit uh, almost like pink custard, but it's not. Yeah. It's more like a pink mousse. Really That's easy to make. Gorgeous. Very low that. in carbs. Um, uh, a, a great simple dessert. Love the other it. dessert which which Jane has 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 come up with is what she calls her Snickers mousse. So it's it's a mixture of whipped egg whites, whipped double cream. There's some peanut butter in there. Um, there is um, some vanilla, a little bit of, of, of vanilla essence in there and some um, zero carb uh, maple syrup mixed together. Sometimes she'll put a few chopped pecans in there. Sometimes she might put a few chopped up um, keto free chocolate. We tend to get some keto free chocolate drops. I'm, I'm sure you get you, you make your own chocolate. So put some chocolate in there. Put that in the fridge. You can have it as is. Or you can top it um, either with just, again, melted keto um, chocolate into uh, whipped cream. Um, mix that up. put Layer that on top so you get that sort of chocolate hit as you would if you, you had the outside of a Snickers bar back in the fridge. And you end up with something that, that's got that sort of peanut butter. It's got that nuttiness. It's, it's, it's creamy. It's got that maple syrup. It's got that chocolatey hit. Wow, and again, that sounds fantastic. Lovely. Low, I think that's, in fact, let me have a look because I've got it here. That in terms of carbs, that is three and a half grams of carbs per serving. Fantastic. So, so you, you're having full meals. That's what I love. You're having really lovely full-on meals with dessert and your carb count is incredibly low. That's perfect. You have the, the Parma-wrapped chicken with asparagus followed by Snicker-style mousse and you're less than nine grams of carbs for the whole meal. Yeah, perfect. And that, and if you told people that, and they, they, you know, you could lose weight and be healthier, people would be like, "Really? That sounds amazing." You know, you're not missing out on anything there, are you? Which is great. 
So, you know what? I'm really pleased you said this. What's the name of your book and where can we get it from when it is published? So the name of the book is Easy Keto Cookbook. Um, it will be on Amazon when it's when it's ready to be published. Um, I, I, I set myself the target. It would be lovely to have it there for Christmas. I'm not going to make it, um, but it will be there for people that want to start um, keto in the new year. And, and Dan, maybe you can put on your blog um, a link to it when it's when it's ready to, to, to be. Yeah, published. well, I've actually got a bookshelf behind me. I'd love to have a copy there that I'll buy and put up there. So we'll use it for sure. Um, and just to let people know, if you want to get in touch with Jonathan, uh, he's given me his email address, which is easyketocookbook at gmail.com. So easyketocookbook at gmail.com. Maybe you've got some suggestions for his second book. Maybe you've got some, I don't know, queries about the techniques or something. Or maybe you are that new cook and you can actually test the theory and say, hang on, mate, you've, you've forgotten out the, uh, you know, how to open a can here. Or I don't know what it might be. So that is absolutely brilliant. I just want to say, though, um, your journey is really inspirational to me. I really love it. It's been a great fun talking to you today. And please come back maybe in a few months or a year's time. Let's see where we are then, because that's, that's I completely agree with what you said. You're on a journey. So this is your this is just a little snapshot of that journey right now. And it'll be really interesting in a year or two to then look back on it and say, oh, that was then. This is now. And then see where you've got to the next stage. So would you promise to come back on again? I, I would. I would love to. And, and, and you're very kind in your comments. Um, I, I put my email address in the front of the book so that people can get back in touch. And I have got some ideas for a second book, but I'd love if anyone does buy the book and, and has ideas um, to hear from them as well. I, I, I thought something around keto entertaining, because I think for keto, for, for you to stay on keto, it's got to be flexible for everything you do. And so to be able to have friends around for dinner and still serve something, you know, a three-course meal that's still keto for you, I think might be quite fun to think about. That sounds great. Love that idea. Okay. Well, take care, Jonathan. It's been lovely speaking to you, and hopefully I'll speak to you soon. And let us know when that book is published, okay? I will indeed. Thank you very much, Dan. That's right. Bye for now. Hello? You still there? Dan here. I can see you're one of the keen ones because you're still listening. So, got a very simple request. Please go and rate and review this podcast now on Apple if you haven't done so already. And I'll read it out next week on the show. So go and do that. Hear about your review next week. Everyone's a winner. Right, I'm going to shoot off now. Take care. Have a lovely week. See you next Friday. Bye.